Night Owls. Welcome to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Krista. And I'm Rachel. And this episode, we are doing favorite authors. Super exciting. I mainly made you agree to it because one of the authors came out with a book <laughs> that I've been waiting on and then I finally got it from the library. So it was just good timing. All right. You know, I honestly don't pay that close attention to authors like it's terrible I've just read so many things across so many genres that like I don't really pay that close attention people be like oh do you know this author I'm like maybe give me some titles like usually I'm that way but I feel like this author is like one of the few that I'm like yep I love everything that I've read of him and but yeah I think like most of the time yeah they're like do you know that one I'm like "Uh, maybe like yeah I really should though like honestly I really should I've been trying to make like a point of like what is the author for this title instead of just reading the title, you know? Yeah. So this was a good exercise for me because <laughs> what I've been trying to do anyway. Well, perfect. Um, so I'm just going to jump right in on mine. So I read Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. Okay. Um, he also is the one who did A Man Called Of and then... Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, I recognize this author's name. Yeah. What is it from? Yeah. <laughs> so you need I the think, title. <laughs> I think that's the main one that people would know him from, but I've read like other I've read like some other ones of his and he has like some novellas that I've read and actually enjoyed I don't really oh. read a lot of novellas but so you like actually follow this author mm-hmm. yeah like I like a lot of this he has like two books that gotcha. I haven't read that are um apparently it's like a sequel of the one they like go together so I haven't read either of those yet but either way um this book is kind of odd um it's <sighs> it's gonna be really hard to explain what this book is about because of how it's written so Um, Also, I'm just going to throw this out at the beginning. There is going to be trigger warning of suicide basically throughout the whole book. I will try. Mm -hmm. I won't try. I will do it. I'll put in the show notes um, the times, like any of the times that we mention it. So that way I'm not saying it before every time because sometimes it just kind of will come up. So I'll just make sure that it's all in there so anybody who can skip it if they want to. Um, But so the book is about a bank robber who's not really a bank robber because they're not a good bank robber. And then they become a hostage taker. So. Not a bad bank robber. Yeah. But then like also in the book, it'll be like, this is a book about a bridge. Well, it's not really a story about a bridge. And then it's like, this is a story about two police officers, but it's so much more. And you're just like, ah, okay, how do I explain this book to anybody? But okay. So the bank robber, uh, turns out that the bank robber, um, their spouse came home one day and was like, oh, I've been having an affair with your boss. Uh, you need to leave. And I'm keeping the apartment because it's in my oh, name. My God. And um, yeah, I'm going to try and take the kids. Have a nice bank- life. So the bank robber is basically like, and I have to keep saying bank robber because you don't learn much about like this person's, um, like who they are, any information about them till like way later in the book. So I don't want to give it away. So I'm going to have to keep saying bank robber. Okay. That's why. Um, So, but the bank robber doesn't want to um, like make a scene for the kids or make it difficult for them or anything like that. So they agree. Okay. I'm not going to make a fuss, but then they end up homeless and they managed to get enough because they also, oh, that was the other one is that since, so that was on a Friday that their spouse was like, yep, no leave. And then they go to work on Monday and their boss is like, well, now this is awkward, right? Because like having an affair with your spouse and yeah, you're going to have to go. So bank robber oh my God. loses a house, loses their spouse and their job. Like Friday, things are great. Monday, things are trash. So 
Big Robert ends up getting like a temp job to like needs to get a job and um manages to rent a like an apartment. I think it's like six five hundred dollars a month or something like that. And they call all of them apartments. So this is also set in Sweden. So I don't know what like apartments are to them if it's like what they are to us, but either way. Um and so then manages to like get enough money for like one month's rent and goes to the bank to be like, Hey bank, like, can I get a loan? Like, this is what happened. And they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. it's only a temp job. Like you could be fired at any moment. So no, we're not going to give you a loan. You need, to have, you need to have more money. And the bank robber is like, if I had money, I wouldn't you have wouldn't to be here for a loan. Like, are you kidding me? <sighs> and so bank robber ends up homeless at one point And like, um, their spouse had called and was like, you need to get all your crap out of the basement. And so they'd gone to do that and it was kind of like cold out or whatever. And they ended up sneaking into um, a neighbor's place that like always kind of leaves their like basement open and like slept down there for a couple nights um, on like boxes of blankets basically and found a toy pistol. And so at this point, and then just took it because at first big robber was like, well, like I'm just going to hold on to it while I'm sleeping in case somebody else breaks in. Right, mm-hmm. like, oh, how mm-hmm. weird would that be? You know, you got this robber here. I'm just here sleeping yeah. in this place that's not mine. Um, Bank robber ends up taking it, and then because they they had gotten a letter from the spouse's lawyer that was like, uh, since you don't have a place to live or a job, I'm going for full custody of the kids. Mm, yeah, um, which yeah, understandable, but freaking asshole because the whole reason yeah. that bank robber didn't make a fuss was for the kids and now bank robber is losing out on everything and you're just like ugh, bank robber spouse you poor suck. bank robber uh yeah so that's the thing is that like you start feeling bad for bank robber and you're just like but you're a bank so either way so bank robber is like decides that they're gonna rob a bank and so they go into a bank not realizing it's a cashless bank so oh, that's, no. that's mistake number one uh, and hands over a note that's um it's like i want 6500 kroners i think is what their money is called but 6500 bucks um and then the person in his oh this is also the entire book basically is set and while we jump around a little bit but it's the eve of new year's eve the day before new year's eve so the person who's working at the bank is a temp worker because nobody wanted to work at the bank on the eve of new year's eve yeah and so she's like the person at the bank she's like you're not a very good bank robber are you and bank robber's like what why would you say that and you're like most people ask one she's like one this is a cashless bank so you're an idiot and two who asks for sixty five hundred dollars like most people ask for like millions da, 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 da. Right. and bank robber's like i'm gonna pay you back and then she's like yeah we don't have we don't have money you're dumb and she's like and so at this point, research. yeah, at this point, bank robber is like, oh God, like I made a mistake. I should just leave. And it's like getting ready to tell the bank teller, like, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I'm just going to go now. Like, because bank robber hasn't hurt anybody yet. Hasn't done anything. Yeah. Hasn't even actually robbed the bank, right? Like didn't get anything. Um, and so then, but then London, so that's the gal who works at the um, bank teller person. Uh, she's like, yeah, I'm going to call the police now. And so then bank robber kind of starts freaking out and like turns around and hears um a, i don't know if bank robber i don't think they heard i think a police car just happened to be driving by mm, um and panics. Bank, yeah, panics not realizing that like obviously that's not going to be coming for the bank robbery because this woman just called it in but yeah 
either way bank robber panics and runs across the street and so and there's an apartment across this apartment building across the street and bank robber runs into a stairwell and which was also stupid because the only way out of the stairwell is the door in which they came in so like now they're stuck in this apartment complex he's like the worst robber ever oh yeah terrible bank robber um and so then they run up the stairs and there happens to be a door open because somebody is having a um open house because they're selling the house like or yeah this is called an open house isn't it yeah yeah um and even that everyone is like who has these on like the day before new year's eve that's so weird but Spink Robert like runs in there just to like try to like find somewhere to hide basically and ends up having to like take these eight people hostage. So it's just like all circumstantial how he ends up. Oh like, yeah, like being it's a hostage yeah. taker. Like it's so yeah. funny. And they call it a hostage drama because mm. it's been translated over to English. Um, so that's just fun oh. too. I like that. I think that's fun. Um, so then, so basically, then the story is kind of about the two police officers who like come um and then these eight people that are in this house and so it's told like there's like the cops are like interviewing the hostages after they were released um and like how it goes is that you'll start like you're just like kind of getting like a perspective of this person and then like the next chapter you'll figure out who they are so it's like Mm kind of like weird so like the cops are actually like father and son um and they live like a a couple out it's like a couple hours outside of stockholm i think um and so like there's gonna be like big negotiator gonna come from stockholm and everyone's gonna come from stockholm to do it because um jack who is the son like he wants to like make a name for himself and everything like he wants to like Mm -hmm. prove that he's like a good cop or whatever um but his dad jim is just like oh but you're my son like i don't want you to get hurt you could die and so they're like okay we're gonna go we're in it because they were talking to the people from Stockholm when they're coming over and they're like, okay, see if you can get in contact with the bank robber now hostage taker. Cause one of the hostages, I think ended up calling 911 and saying, or calling the police and saying that they were, I don't remember how they knew that they were being held hostage, but they figured somebody that out. told somebody something. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, okay, yeah, we'll like just go up and like knock on the door, see if we can like get in contact. But as they're going, somebody on a floor down below, they like had hung up Christmas lights and then the wife hated him and so the husband took him down and then they had a big fight about brothels or something and you're just like what is happening and so they just put all the boxes in or the christmas lights in a box and just left it there and the box had kind of got turned over and so as they're coming up the stairwell jim the dad cop is like oh my god it could be a bomb and jack's like it's not a freaking bomb and jim's like and then in it it's like if like it had been anyone who wasn't his son he's like he probably would have agreed and been like yeah no you're probably right but he was like yeah it's a bomb ah. wow um right yeah so you're just like oh my gosh like it's in like the whole book is basically like this where you're just like oh my gosh so many silly little things and like the way that he like explains like feelings that's the other thing about the book too is that like basically the whole book is um the author here trying to show and explain that everybody kind of has the same anxieties like we're all like everyone just like <clears throat> gets up in the morning and has to like go to work and come home and care for somebody and do all this crap to go to bed to just have to do it again and like right. we're, and we're all worried if like are we being a good parent a good daughter a good friend a good person like we all have all of these things like all of like um and so it's like what a lot of it like how he explains it you're like he uses a lot of words to say it but it's really good like he does a very good job at it but 
So then it, you kind of start to learn about the people that are in there that are looking at the home mm-hmm. uh, or the apartment to buy. So you have the real estate agent and it's house tricks, realty agency. And then when she answers the phone, so she'll say that. And then she says house tricks, like H O W apostrophe S house tricks. I, it's oh. really corny. And I don't know that I totally get the joke, but maybe something's lost in translation there. Maybe. Yeah. I have no idea. But like Jim, the older cop, when he's like interviewing her, is like, I don't get it. And I'm like, me, me either, Jim. Me either. I don't, I don't know what is happening here. <laughs> but, and so there's so she's there. And then there's this older woman, Estelle. Um, and she just kind of likes to look at them. Like her husband died um, kind of recently-ish. And then like, so she just kind of likes to go and like look at apartments and like that's how she like, like interacts with houses so i get yeah. it yeah it's like how she like interacts with people too and like she like hear what their dreams are and stuff like that she was like she's like most people are like happiest when they're like they're like imagining like what their future could be and so then there is um jules and i think it's ro or rue it's just ro i don't i guess pronounce it however you want it i think i was saying ro rue I, I, I think i went back and forth actually every time i read it um but they're engaged and jules is pregnant um, and so, like, they're wanting to, like, buy, like, their first home together, all these things. And so it's, like, but they're also kind of, like, they, like, bicker back and forth. And, like, Jules is, like, terrified that she's not going to be a good mom or, like, going to be a good partner because her dad walked out. Or I guess they walked out on the dad when they she was young. So, like, she doesn't really have that kind of, like, upbringing. Mm-hmm. So she's worried about that, but she doesn't know how to say it. And then, like, Ro is worried that she is like she's also terrified that she's not going to be a good parent and then like they've seen like 20 apartments or she finds something wrong with all of them and then it comes to find out that her dad has dementia and he was the person who would have come and like looked at all these homes with them and like she wanted that sign off but like he has dementia now and so like she can't get that so she's afraid of that now and so but Mm -hmm. it's like both of them like having these like underlying things that like they're not telling each other and so like that's feeling like you don't realize that until like later in the book when it comes out like when they're talking to somebody else mm-hmm. so like that was just it's, it's like literally like basically the entire book is just like how like we all have way more in common than we thought but then it totally makes sense yeah yeah and like how he does it like i said how he freaking explains all of these things in a way that you're just like yes like that's exactly i have felt that exact feeling before yeah, that's. I think that's really interesting. So all of these like individual people though that you kind of like get to know like their stories and like how they are wherever they're at. Um, are their lives intertwined at all, or are they kind of like just different stories? So a couple of them are. So then, so it's like yeah. So it's kind of so you just how- kind of like encounter them along the way, and then they tell their story, kind of like branch off. No, so it all just kind of like randomly he just like starts introducing a new character that like wasn't there. So like the apartment looks out at a bridge. Mm-hmm. And 10 years ago, here's a trigger warning for suicide. 10 years ago, a man jumped off that bridge. And there was a, I think it was like 15 year old kid, saw him up there, stopped his car, went and tried to talk him down, thought that he had succeeded. And then, like, because the man like tells him his whole life story, why he's up there. And, he, and this kid is like, oh gosh, good. I got through to him. He's going to step back. And the man jumps. Mm. And that guy ends up being Jack, the young police officer. Mm, so like that's kind of interconnected and then the reason that the man jumped was it was like in the um when the housing market blew like when everything like got ruined here for the recession 
Like it mm. got, it affected everybody. And so right. he, so he had been like giving his money to the bank and the bank was like, yeah, no, these are like, we're going to take care of your money. These are really safe options. And then they're like, you have no money. And he's like, you said that this was safe. And they're like, you're an idiot. There's nah. nothing is safe. Why would you trust us? And he was like, cause you told me to. And they're like, why? And they're like, and so like, so he lost everything. And so that's why. And so before he jumps, he had sent a letter to a woman at the bank, the woman at the mm. bank it what is her name where can i know london again no so london was the bank teller she just happened she oh, she's okay. only there in the very beginning she doesn't really um i just thought maybe that would be the connection oh it's the same bank or something no so the woman who ends up getting the letter um whatever her name will come to me um she's also in the home looking at this apartment but she has okay yeah but she's like a super high up bank person so she has a ton of money and so everybody is like why in the world are you here like you obviously don't want to buy the home but so she got the letter she's never opened the letter she's carried the letter for 10 years because she's like she's like i know what it says like i don't need to read it i know what it says so she's never opened the letter but so she is in there because so she starts going to therapy or psychologist psychiatrist i don't know which one but so she mainly goes first because she was like um I need more sleeping pills. My doctor says that I have to talk to you before they'll give me the prescription. Um, and then the woman that she goes to, it's Nadia, is the um, psychologist gal. Like, it's like, she's like really new. Like, she's only been practicing for a couple years. Um, so she's like trying to like talk to this woman. Um, oh my gosh, it's really gonna, now I gotta figure out what the heck her name is. Hold <laughs> on. I didn't think it was gonna bother me, but it definitely is. I get it. I literally read this book yesterday. Would think There's a I lot of characters, know. so I don't really blame you. <laughs> like, honestly. Oh, oh, oh. Aha! Zara. Okay. So her name's mm -hmm. Zara. So, um, Nadia's been, like, trying to, like, get through to Zara, but, like, Zara changes the topic a lot of times, and then um, but she keeps coming back, even though and like every time like she like wants to bring up the letter but then she's like but how she's like now i've been coming here and it's been like multiple appointments that would just be weird to just say it now and there's a painting in nadia's office of a mm -hmm. woman kind of like staring out at the sea and so at one point she like asks her like what do you think this woman is like thinking or feeling or whatever and zara um it's basically like i think she's thinking of like if she should end things or not and you're like huh and like nadia's like oh most people think like oh she's planning her future she's doing this and then like zara leaves and nadia is like thinking to herself and she was like yeah she's like most people don't realize when they're looking at the painting that the woman is standing on a bridge and so that's when you're like mm -hmm. oh shit it makes sense that zara would pick that because then so 10 years ago a week after the man jumped off the bridge a 15 year old girl went up on the bridge and didn't jump because for a week jack had been going back to the bridge like hoping that he could like somehow like the man would show up he could try again like he he was going through like a grief and shock obviously yeah but, so he happens to be there when the girl is there and this time he just runs and freaking rips her back down she cracks her head gets a concussion ends up in the hospital and like he leaves wow and so um she um so she, yeah so she like wakes up in the hospital and everyone was like oh my gosh what you do but she's like spent so long like feeling this way that she had no other options that she's got really good at lying to people about it and so she was mm -hmm. like oh i was up there taking a selfie and i must have slipped and they're like oh silly girl that's dangerous you could have slipped the other way and died mm -hmm. and she was like yeah i'm so so silly 
so yeah so that's how like so that's how kind of like she gets connected and then later you find out too that um zara was at the bridge that day Mm. so and she saw the whole thing happen and so she's been following nadia's life basically like when she went to school and like how she's been doing and that's why she picked her as her psychiatrist and stuff like that so um but yeah so she's there um because so she's been doing this for 10 years basically is that she goes to any viewing that has a full view of that bridge and she just like walks around but she like she also has a lot of like idiosyncrasies like she's probably on some sort of spectrum for something but bit of an odd duck mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah so she's there and then other two people that are there are annalena and roger they're married and retired and they've been bas- they basically like buy apartments and flip them and sell them for more um so they're walking around like He's like kicking baseboards and he's like, this baseboard's broken. And it's like, it's unknown if it was broken before, if it was broken after he was kicking it. Um, it's basically what they do is they walk around and they try to like fabricate things that could be wrong. So other people won't want it. Um, or they don't want to like get in a bidding war and war and drive up the price. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, cause then, so like, cause their whole kind of backstory is that um, Annalena was a, like a senior analyst and so basically her career just kept taking off and taking off and taking off. And every year she'd be like, okay, next year is Roger's turn. Cause he, like, he turned down multiple promotions so that way he could take care of the kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then by the time like her career was kind of like where she was at, there weren't any more promotions going for him because he basically aged out and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. So like she doesn't, she wants like a home now. Like she doesn't necessarily like want to keep flipping these homes and they're always watching like documentaries. And she was like, sometimes I just want to watch something that was made up, but she feels so bad that she just kind of keeps going along with it. Mm. So they're in it. And then um, there's another one, Leonard. He's in there. He has like um, no boundaries, Leonard LLC. Um, And basically he like, crashes apartment viewings or like bachelor parties or something like that so like he he like snuck in before the viewing and is in just like socks underwear and a rabbit like head costume and he's like sitting on the toilet because he was like you know what really drives pricing or makes people not want to buy a home a rabbit shitting on a toilet when they walk in like yeah and you're just like yeah and so like so that's just like weird and you're like what is the heck is going on um but yeah pretty much that's what it is like they all like interesting like none of them are so none of them think that the gun is real basically everyone like thinks that it's they're like oh because like when they're getting interviewed they're like well it was a toy gun you know i wasn't really afraid at any point in time but they're in there for like hours with each other and so like they all kind of like get to know each other um and i really liked how he like rounded out the book like he finished everybody's story like, you pretty much know, like, there's no, like, oh, I wonder if they ever, like, got their life together. He seems pretty thorough, the way he explains, like, who people are and their history. Like, I think yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, and he's, like, really good, yeah. And, like, like I was saying, and I've said it multiple times, like, he's really good at, like, expressing all, like, the emotions that these people are feeling and everything like that. That's awesome. So, definitely five out of five, like, 100%. It was freaking great. It was totally worth it. Five hostages. Yes. Five hostages out of five. Five bank robberies that don't work out so good. <laughs> but, and I mean, awesome. and I, I read it in like a day, 
too so like you can definitely oh so it's a pretty quick read yeah you can definitely knock it out like once you get kind of used to the writing style in the very beginning because it is a little Mm. bit to get used to i think one um just his writing style in general and then to the fact that it was translated over um kind of takes just a little bit to be like what is going on but once you do it it was i cannot say enough good things about this book everyone needs to work on read it all right there's a lot of things at the end there's like a lot of shit that i did not give away so are all of his books translated i'm assuming yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so he writes in swedish mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but i think it's the same guy who translates everything to english i think it's the same person who's translated all of his other books so that makes sense because then at least you're getting like a consistent mm-hmm. like translation yeah exactly nice well that sounds cool yeah mm-hmm. i don't think i've actually read any of his books so i should probably do that mm-hmm. yeah they probably good, i'll add it to the list yeah they probably be really good listens too i bet Oh yeah, probably, probably, maybe on my next audible credit. Um, so what I ended up doing is uh, another Ruth Ware book because I did mm-hmm. Ruth Ware's Turn of the Key for our last big episode. Mm-hmm. So I decided to just do another one. Um, I did not quite actually finish this book because it's like all of her books are really long, like to, to listen to. Um, I don't know how many pages they are, but like all of them are like fourteen to eighteen hours. Like they're incredibly long. Dang. And I, I listened to him on like 1.7, 1.8 speed. Like it's kind of wild and it still takes me forever. <laughs> so I actually started listening to, um, I think it's Into the Dark, Dark Wood, but I got like a few chapters in and realized I'd already heard it. Oh. <laughs> so I started a new book like four or five days ago. Yeah. So um, I really like Ruth Ware in general, um, which is why I wanted to do her again. Uh, what I think is really interesting in general is that all of her uh, books seem to have the theme of like these people are adults but the story is basically addressing what happened to them as kids oh it's like how this thing that happened to them when they were younger is impacting their lives now so like there's a lot of narrative that's like then and now back and forth Mm -hmm. so um like literally all of her books like turn of the key was like that like the entire purpose had something to do with her past like uh into the dark dark wood was like that it was like why is a college friend contacting me Mm -hmm. um you know and then this one is around these girls who are adults now but they went to boarding school together and uh so the story kind of kicks off with our main character is isa and what's this one called uh the lion game oh sorry yeah so i ended up going with the lion game for this one actually i think they made it into either a tv series i think a tv series um because i was like i recognize this title yeah it definitely sounds familiar but i'm pretty sure they made it into a tv series so i should actually check it out i'm kind of curious to see what they did with it um so the story kicks off with uh, Isa. I think she's probably in her like early 30s at this point. That's probably where they're at. And she has like a newborn baby and she's just like living her life. She's like out on a walk with her baby and she like gets a text message while she's like standing by the ocean and she's just like, oh, wonder who that could be. She has like a friend who has a baby who's due soon. And she's like, oh no, maybe they need my help. Like all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a text message from a scroll that she went to school with, Kate. And it just says, I need you. That's it. And like Isa like kind of starts off the story like being like happy and light because she's got this infant and she's happy with her life or whatever. And then she gets this text and she's just like, and then just like I always do, I go, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, you can kind of tell right off the bat that like they have some sort of weird something happened when they were in school together, but she's not really like giving away anything because she says stuff just like what we did, you know? 
or like we promised that we would always back each other up like that kind of stuff like it kind of hints at it but they don't really tell you a lot right off the bat yeah um but you can tell right away that like her relationship with these girls causes issues with her current relationship like with her um she's not married but she calls him her partner owen uh her baby's daddy um because like right away as soon as kate texts she's like i can't tell him like why i'm going like i can't tell him everything about this like my relationship with these girls like what happened and so like right away she's like anxious she's stressed out she like feels bad that she's lying to him and I'm just like oh my god like that took a real 180 real quick like yeah (laughs) your mood so you know it's not going to be good so um she's just like oh yeah like Kate wants me to come because she's in between art projects right now and I only have a couple weeks left on maternity leave anyway and so I may as well just go today like it's like the middle of the week too it's not even like a weekend it's like a monday so they're just like yeah let's just go he's like oh sure when are you gonna be back and she's like oh by the weekend and she knows that might be a lie like she has no idea what she's getting into right but she does take the baby with her because she's breastfeeding so she has to so she like takes the baby with her and um so she's on her way up there and she's like i have no idea why like kate didn't get any context other than like i need you to get here so she um drives up there i don't remember exactly where there are um sultan is the boarding school and i'm trying to remember i feel like it said they're in england or something they have british accents too i'm pretty sure it's like outside of london again because a lot of ruth ware's books are based in the uk so it's somewhere in that area so she has to go like a few hours so like it's pretty far out but not that far um so she gets there and Kate doesn't like say anything about it just like greets her like she's like everything's totally normal she's like oh hey like the other girls are on their way and she's just like what the hell okay all right and so like there's a lot of just like introducing each character right so at this point Kate uh I guess she went to the boarding school and her dad was a teacher at the boarding school so like that's what you know about her and then uh Fatima shows up next and um these girls all used to be like kind of wild so like it's like introducing like oh this is who they were as kids but this is who they are now and it's Mm -hmm. a little very, very different right so Kate has always been kind of like doesn't have a steady job sometimes needs help with money like she's been that friend you know where like they all feel like they need to support her because her dad went missing so like when they were in school so her dad was a teacher but he also went missing right so Kate has always needed a lot of support which is why whenever she texts everybody they drop everything and come um Fatima used to be uh like big on like drinking and smoking and like that kind of stuff with all the rest of the girls but now she's like become a very devout Muslim she has multiple children so like they kind of talk about like that evolution and like that's kind of like a moment of contention between one of the other girls uh Thea. So Thea is the last of the four. And Thea is basically just the same as they were as teenagers. No. Like they describe her as like she seems like thinner than before. And she basically just like spends all of her time smoking and drinking and doesn't she doesn't like eat or ever. They're just yeah. like, oh, we're gonna have dinner. And she's like, No, I have wine. Hmm. I don't need it. <laughs> you know, like that kind of sure. like so you've got kind of a variety, right? So you've got a couple moms, you've got one who's like kind of lost so Kate's kind of lost and then Thea is just like coping in very weird ways so whatever happened they all have very different coping strategies <laughs> um I feel like Isa doesn't really have like a very specific coping strategy other than just like trying to distance herself from it honestly and then like pretend it didn't whatever happened didn't happen yeah so um they kind of introduce that they all kind of pin Kate down and be like okay like so why are we here what's going on and you find out that the the local town they found like a body or a bone 
in a ditch, like a bone. And they're like, okay, well, I can't be good because that could be related to the thing we did. And we're, we're like, at this point, I'm st they're still not telling you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, like, what I can't really do? tell you guys because it takes a while to really build to it. So I've got to remain vague. Yeah. I'm going to try very hard not to give <laughs> anything away because it does take a long time for them to really explain like potentially what happened here. Um, so what you find out really at this point is that Kate has brought them there because she thinks that this bone is somehow related to whatever they did and that there's also a reunion for their like little class. And she's like, I think we should go. And the other girls were like, oh, I don't think we should go. I think that seems suspicious for us to have not gone to any of them for the last 15 years and then come this time mm -hmm. like but Kate doesn't see it that way she was like no like you're already here now though and I said that we were going so if we don't go it looks sketch right then it looks like well why did you come and you only came because of that and so Kate basically backed him into a corner and I, honestly I think that she was wrong here like I think that them not going would have made more sense yeah like I mean I obviously I don't know like what they did or anything but I think the not going but is I the think better if, option. exactly I think in any scenario, no matter what they did, like if there's something suspicious that you think is connected to something bad you did, don't show up there, especially yeah. if you haven't shown up there in years, yeah, right? Just stay away. It's best course. Yeah. So you kind of find out a little bit about what these girls' um, school time was like because they're staying in a town that Kate grew up in and her and her dad lived at. And so like the townspeople, it's a very small town, are like really gossipy about these girls. And there's a lot of speculation about what went down, like with her dad going missing. Um, so he was like an artist. So he was like the art teacher at the school. And um, I guess there is some speculation that like maybe he was abusing Kate, his daughter, because he was kind of um, like overly attached to these girls. They were spending like all of their time going to like his little cabin and he was like drawing pictures of them, but he would draw them like without clothes on and stuff. And they're teenagers right yeah but like they were like well they, he never did anything he was just like a kind of an eccentric artist and most of the time they were wearing something he just didn't draw it that way you know oh, okay like he would just like draw from like like your collarbone up or whatever like mm -hmm. so they weren't necessarily like super revealing but there were lots of them just like lounging around in like shorts and stuff you know like it, it can seem suspicious to other adults i could see yeah, that and it's definitely it. an abuse of power like to a degree where like he probably shouldn't have even had them in that kind of position yeah <laughs> like that's just those, odd right but like one of those girls was his daughter too so like i could see that he's just like instead of taking pictures of his daughter hanging out with his friends i don't know i feel like there's a lot of different angles but basically the way that the town sees it is like maybe something was going on there and he felt bad or whatever um but the speculation at this point is that he killed himself because i guess what happened is the school ended up getting a couple of the pictures that he had done and they had confronted the girls about it and so once he disappeared because that was around the same time that um the school confronted the girls about the photos um it was around the same time he disappeared so the speculation has just been like oh he killed himself because he knew that this was all gonna like come to a head or he was gonna get in trouble or whatever right mm -hmm. yeah um so i could totally see like why the town would think that especially considering they were had those pictures and he was unusually close and then the girls also got expelled oh so there's a lot of really weird circumstances that definitely look suspicious right so the big thing about these girls is that when they were in school, they played this game called the lying game. And they played it with everybody and they were basically huge bullies and terrible. <laughs> like, all these, like when they went, they go to the reunion, the like the dinner and like 
everyone hates them. Yeah. <laughs> like some of them are like, oh, you're here and are kind of polite because it's like we're adults. Maybe we've grown up a little bit, you know, but there are some who are just like, oh, it's you guys. Um, but basically the lying game had five rules. Rule number one, tell a lie. Basic. Good start. Rule number two, stick to your story. Rule number three, don't get caught. Rule number four, never lie to each other. And rule number five is know when to stop lying. So these are basically the rules of the game. And honestly, the big part of this entire thing is that they just never do rule number five, is that they just seem to just continue lying. Mm-hmm. Um, they just I mean, haven't got to the part where they need point, to stop. Right. But at a certain point, though, like it's hard to not. Like I could see once they've kind of backed themselves into a corner. But basically, what they would do was so the, the game started when I believe when Thea started at the boarding school because when she was at schools prior she'd been kicked out of a bunch of different schools um girls would pick on her like as the new girl like they would pick on like the new kids right and that that she hated that because she was new a lot and so she decided that she was going to start doing this thing where you basically only pick on the people who are in charge so like she and her friends were basically trying to like upset and like lie to and like the mean girls essentially but they became the mean girls in the process yeah they they beat the mean girls down like a mission and took over yeah pretty much but then they started doing it to like teachers and they were making like these really big lies and accusations like it kind of got to the point where they realized that they were doing it to the people who they intended to like protect during this like their because their purpose was to like kind of try to highlight that people were being mean but then instead they became the mean people to the new people like it was just it's a very vicious circle and it's, it's such a classic like 14 15 year old girl click activity you know and so like you can totally see how their actions led to where they're at um i don't really my thing about ruth Ware is it's really hard to explain anything without giving a little bit of information and i really don't want to give any information because i love the way that she builds to how this thing kind of goes down but basically without really telling you anything they go to this dinner um it goes pretty well, except for uh, Isa had left her daughter with a babysitter, and um, she was like texting with the babysitter because she felt like she was like way too young. Also, she's like an infant, so she's nervous. She's never left her before, and so the babysitter's like, "Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine." And then they're on their way back, and she sees a man holding a baby, and she hears the baby crying. She's like, "That's my fucking baby!" <laughs> like what the hell is going on right now and so she like runs at him and it's kate's brother luke and luke is fairly unstable like they thought that he was gone he'd gone back to france um after they had gotten expelled because he was staying with like kate and her father but the father disappeared so he couldn't stay and so she they all just thought luke was just gone and i guess luke is back but luke has some like anger issues and um so basically she starts like screaming at him like why are you trying to steal my child like what is going on right now because they had encountered him earlier and he had just like screamed at them and ran away basically and they were like what the heck and so they thought he was just like gonna leave him alone and uh basically he was like no no like that's not what's happening like i was trying to calm her down because i showed up at the house to apologize for earlier so it's like kind of hard to tell where luke lies so they kind of start introducing some characters that are going to cause some chaos um so like that whole thing goes down and they basically like tell him to like screw off like (laughs) you're just causing more drama um the girls decide that they're just gonna leave town they're not gonna stay for the next few days like they were planning on like they just kind of want to be done with this and like move on because no one seemed to really know anything 
um, other than just like town gossip. And like, mostly they were just like, I feel bad for Kate because she's stuck here. Uh, cause she doesn't feel like she can leave, but Kate's being really suspicious. Like she said that she burned all of the, the photos that her dad did, but then after everyone gets home, they all get mailed some photos. Huh? Yeah. And then Isa gets flowers from Luke, which makes her partner really suspicious. So she has to like start trying to make up more lies to explain what's going on here without giving him the whole full truth. Like, yeah. So things kind of really start to snowball after this, um, like, collision of, like, her past and her present. So, um, yeah, I just, I really love the way Ruth Ware, like, kind of builds everything up. And I don't really want to go anymore because it's going to start <laughs> giving away too much information, which, like, would ruin the first few or the first half. <laughs> yeah. Because you you need to have that suspense. You need to not know these pieces. Um, but basically, yeah. They did something really bad during their lying game, but also it kind of sounds like maybe it was justified to some manner, and so we don't really know. And I really like the way that, like, Ruth Ware, like, weaves this, like, web that you have to, like, work your way through. Like, yeah. it's always very hard to guess where it's going to go. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, five liars out of five. <laughs> Perfect. We had some great picks this week. Like, I feel like we hey, really did. I, yeah. I don't know. I think it is kind of nice to stick to an author too. Like I am yeah. kind of enjoying getting to know an author's style. So I think this was, like I said, a really good exercise for me. Yeah. I think I have one of hers that I just got from the library when I got my other book. Cause I've had like seven books just sitting ready for pickup. And then this one was ready. And so I have to like call now and schedule your time there. Like you have three books that are about to expire. Do you want those? I was oh, like, no. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take those too. Because they won't it. let you cancel anymore. So like before, like when really? when it was like we were not in a pandemic and I could just go to the library, I could just grab a hold and put it in a thing that was like, just kidding, I changed my mind. But now you can't. Like I, I called and I was like, I have a bunch of books I don't want. Can you take take them away? And they're like, no. And I'm like, but there are people waiting for them. I don't want to come to the library for books I don't want. But Right, to come pick them up and then put them back in the box. Yeah, well, because then they go in the box and then they have to be quarantined for three days before the next person can even get them. Oh, that sucks, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I was like, you guys are the only ones who have touched them. You could just only touch them and they can just get moved over, but. Could not do that, but yeah, whatever. But whatever, it happens. Anyways. Yeah. So that's good, yeah, definitely. I'll try to check out a book by Frederick Bachman. Bachman, mm-hmm. Bachman, and then you should do try to do a Ruth Ware one. I think it'd be interesting to kind of compare how we appreciate their styles. Yeah, because they sound like, like very different styles, but also kind of similar in that they're very detailed and kind of intricate. So I think yeah. that's interesting. I think that's yeah, that'd be a good that's a good explanation of them. I think. What are we doing next? What do we what do we, don't know. we don't bring have, bring to the people? We don't really have a plan. We're coming up on Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, not Canadian Thanksgiving, because that has already come and gone. Oh yeah, that's in October, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So maybe we could do like a book that somehow involves family. I don't know. If I was to say, um, let's let's do like a family dynamics one because yeah. those are kind of hard to find. Yeah, I mean, who knows? There could be murder in there too, but some sort of I mean, family. Usually. Yeah. Does not every family have a murder? Oh, is that is that not normal? Awkward. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, we'll just do that. We'll do some sort of family dynamic something or other for the holidays. We're in Love mashed it. potato season now, so. Oh, I can't wait! I'm totally gonna make some. Oh, immediately i just yeah. want them now I'm so good so uh yeah you guys can um reach us out wow gosh i just stumbled on all of my words big old brain fart there <laughs> social medias that's what i was trying to get across we are on instagram at isn't it past your bedtime and twitter at iipyb underscore pod uh, you can also check out our website to see what's coming up next. And our archive includes a list of all of the things that we've discussed in the past at isn't it past your bedtime.com. And 
we have an email so if you have lots of thoughts on things book recommendations rec- whatever really you know nice criticism we'll take that too it's isn't past your bedtime at gmail.com and rate review subscribe tell your friends tell your mom yeah moms love us that's true that's we have that lockdown so anyways we will talk at everybody later bye bye